today on Wine Access Unfiltered. You guys are going to be super offended by this, but my husband has this very dry (laughs) sense of humor. Uh, He'll buy like a real cheap bottle of wine at a liquor store (laughs) and he'll ask the person checking him out to like put like 149 bucks on it. Yeah, but they're like, yeah, that dummy (laughs) bought a $150 bottle of Barefoot. Welcome to the Wine Access Unfiltered podcast. Vanessa, are you ready to have a little fun with some very funny ladies? I I would say yes, but I don't know if I can keep up with these two. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I did give you a little homework before we got started because I felt like you needed some sort of prep before we dove into Kristen and Jen and their crazy, crazy worlds, which is not only a delight to watch and to listen to, but these are very hardworking women that also have demanding lives as moms. Yeah, no, I had no idea everything they do in terms of, um, you know, comedy shows, books. I mean, I follow them on Instagram, which is hilarious. But um, but yeah, they're super impressive and moms on top of all of that. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of put it to shame if I'm being completely honest. But these are the moms from I Mom So Hard. You can find them on Instagram, on Amazon, where they've got a special. They've got a New York Times bestseller, and they've sold out national tours. It's all very impressive. They've kind of done it all. And they actually started with a very successful web series and a specific video that went super viral. You can still watch it that people really latched onto. And I think Part of the appeal for Kristen and Jen is that these two are actual moms and wives, uh, though not to each other, and they're diving into things that I think are a little bit taboo to talk about in our society in that, you know, there's, they're talking about everything from the dreaded calls that you get from your kid's school to mom bods and spanks and like how to keep it interesting after you've been married and had kids for a while. So, you know, things that I think are specific to moms and specific to uh, what that experience is like, but also things that are very relatable and also very funny to talk about. So, you know, while neither of us, Vanessa, are our moms, I think <laughs> we can listen to their stories and listen to a lot of the things that they're talking about and laugh with them. Well, I think people also just appreciate hearing, um, you know, realness and, and uh, they're just there's no, kind of no holds barred. Absolutely. And they do it with a very hefty dose of funny and so much real talk. I don't even know what this podcast is going to look like. I feel like maybe we should put some sort of disclaimer in here. I mean, we'll try to keep it clean, but I think this is going to be hilarious. So uh, so maybe, you know, tuck your kids away for this episode, grab a glass of wine um, and, and keep this one just for yourself for today because I, I make no promises as to what this is going to look like. Yeah, no promises there. <laughs> well, like I said, these are two working moms and part of what they do for their specials and a lot of the videos that they do, there's always wine involved. So wine is a crucial component of what they do, hence why we have, of course, invited them on this podcast. So we wanted to select wines that were in particular great for weeknight consumption, but then also didn't have that element of complication or, you know, two wines that were going to have too much fussiness about them. So things that were more pop and pour, uh, affordably priced. Um, and I think, you know, you and I definitely are, are weeknight drinkers. We're people that enjoy a glass of wine with their dinners uh, Monday through Sunday uh, and every day that ends in Y. So where did your mind go for something like this? Well, I think, as you said, they kind of want things that are delicious, um, not too expensive and things that maybe you can enjoy without having to kind of stop your entire day and ponder it because we know how busy they are. (laughs) So so we know they liked, you know, crisp whites. So I think we chose something maybe a little out of their normal comfort zone of um, Sauvignon Blanc. But I think something that that is a sort of a natural alternative to that. Um, And then kind of a, a classic red from uh you know from our our home state here but um but not from the usual locations as we've chosen for other shows so I'm I'm excited about that exactly and I I think it should be added that I did not ignore the fact that one of these wines is a screw top I think that is a a crucial component to weeknight drinking something that's easy to get off and uh, easy to put back on get in your fridge and store uh without you know it falling over and, and corks getting knocked out Especially if you're, you know, holding a kid in the other hand. So, 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of which, do you have a cat in your hand today? Um, I have a couple who are uh, swarming, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who haven't caught on, uh, Vanessa is generally juggling not only wine, but also several of her cats who we love and adore and all have very distinct personalities. But generally throughout these podcasts, you'll we'll be able to see these cats kind of like come in and out. Actually, we yeah. should we should put that up on Instagram at some point. We'll have to do like an homage to your to your cats. Um, this is going to be a good one. I hope you're ready to laugh a lot and uh, probably drink even more. So buckle up and let's drink. Uh, well, welcome, ladies. We are so excited to have not one, but two very hilarious ladies with us. Vanessa, are you ready? I'm so ready. And I I don't want to give too much away at first, but this is like the favorite way I've ever seen wine being chilled before, <laughs> like in my life. <laughs> we have to direct back to the visual right here. Can you take it away, Jen, and tell me what's exactly going on? All right. We went to the beach this week and all of my cooling options are out in the cooler in the car. So I'm using a frozen bag of tater tots to chill this very elegant white wine here because I am thoroughly a mom. There's so it's, also it's some organic white rice, if anyone. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you know, you're like, I'm not going to use that. So I better use it as a chilling station for my wine. Oh my God. This is my favorite thing that I've ever seen on this podcast. This is, this by far <laughs> takes the cake. And we, and we've seen some interesting things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> I well, I so just great. sent it. I just sent a text message that said, "Please take the kids." For, That's it. Forever. Like, or? Please just take. I mean, <laughs> can we TBD that conversation? Yeah. Can we just, yeah. We just you can decide later. We work this out. Just let us know what happens, so we can either edit this part out in case this becomes an actual problem, or keep it in to make it funny. I think it's going to be a problem. I think it's going to be an invention. I think it's going to be a trend is what I think. I don't hear anything. Is it screaming or? No, they're fine. They're like, I will happily go somewhere else if I don't have to deal with the people in this house. And I'm like, I feel the same way. Okay. We're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Well, uh, Jen and Kristen, we're very excited to have both of you on here. And as moms, I hear wine is a is a frequent beverage choice of yours. We honestly did not go into the I'm mom so hard game knowing that other women felt the way that we feel about wine. Because for us, it's like the end of the day, like clocking out the like I'm off duty, enjoy a glass of wine. And we kind of just thought it was us. And then all yeah. of these moms are messaging us like, uh, no, that's. Look at all the wine t-shirts I have at home. That's mom 101. I remember when, yeah, when Jen and I were first, when Jen and I were first doing videos together, (laughs) this is how classy we are. She'd be, I'd go, okay, we'd get a babysitter and a pizza and juice boxes and it would be an all day event and we'd have to have wine. And so we would generally polish off a bottle kind of before we started shooting because it took like six hours to get started. And then Jen would say, I just have to run to the gas station and grab another bottle. (laughs) And I was like, I hope, I hope someday in our life we can up our game. Like, can we, because when you're drinking a $4 bottle of wine, you're like, it kind of tastes you're, 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 you're like, I'm going to do this because it's my only option right now, but we've, we're happily out of the gas station game, but judge it. We do not. You might as we well be not. drinking night train if that's what you're on. <laughs> like you should not. But then my brother got me this wine of the month club that oh. it was like a Christmas gift for Kristen too. We were like, do you have any of that good wine? <laughs> no, I drank it. Yeah. I drank it the second it got here. Sorry. Jen was like, I think it turned. And I was like, no, 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 it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We can still, the turned sure? version of this very good yeah. wine is, is very drinkable. She's like, I think that. It's been I open for a bad. week and sitting nope. in a window in Southern California. <laughs> and she's like, I'll drink it. I'll chew, I'll chew through that wine. Sounds wonderful. Sounds like it See, tastes it like cherry. Yeah, I was going to say if that was Madeira, it'd be no problem. It'd be like, great. I'm even better now. But yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to write that down. What is that one? <laughs> yeah, like Madeira. This what? is a learning experience for me, by the way. It's yeah. a fortified wine from Portugal. Um, Ooh, and okay. it's basically like you cannot damage it. It's like it's already been oxidized and heated uh, before, like as part of the, the method of production. And then it's fortified with spirit. So it's like indestructible. Um, and, and super also high alcohol. Yeah. 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 And we'll get the job done. <laughs> well, that's the kind of man like I need. 
<laughs> yeah, like a fruit roll up. Do you chew it? Is it like a piece of cheesecake? I, that sounds fortified wine. Sounds like you are you are going to eat it. So, which I'm into. It's it's intense, but it's actually um, it's very high acid wine. So, and it varies in sweetness levels. So you can do it like almost dry, you know, just a touch noticeably sweet to very sweet. But the grapes that go into it are like like screaming acid. So it's actually like, even though it's fortified and kind of a beast in some ways, it's also really refreshing, if that makes sense. So anyway, I feel, I feel like this is about to be a trend, like momsformadira.com. This is happening. <sighs> I know. Hashtag, done. I love it. Hashtag momsformadira. And in this, you guys really know what you're line. talking about. Wow. Yeah. No, Vanessa, Vanessa you, and I have to How did you guys lives. get into this? Yeah. How did you start? It's a slippery slope, my friend. It starts at the gas station yeah. and we didn't have the kids. So we just, <laughs> we just kept diving deeper. <laughs> God bless you. You know what? You guys went the right way. I think for a long time, everybody thought I'd be into like a, an apple pucker sommelier. <laughs> like if my life track had gone the same way, they're like, she knows everything there is to know about uh, Bud, Budweiser. Yeah. Jen's like, does anyone want to do a shot from a test tube? Because that's what I'm doing right now. It's yeah. real good and high class. We're going to do <laughs> apple puckers oh, and man. peach schnapps together. It's going to be great. I haven't done a test tube wow. shot in a very long time. Mm-mm. Well, you're in Florida and they are plentiful in that state. Oh, gosh. Accurate. At, literally, you go into an Applebee's and they're like, you want a tequila shooter? And I'm like, I don't mind it here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. It's like when in Rome, but when in Florida. Just pretty much. Yeah. You see a lot down here. All the things you forgot that exist outside of the state of California. They're here. Everything's here. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I I know. (laughs) My brother lived there and now he lives in Germany. And I'm like, those are the two weirdest places that you could ever live. Like, although is it because they kind of wrap around to each other in sort of their style because both like a really short short. Yeah. Fanny pack. And and. And an extra like pair of sunglasses. They're just, it's either like you're wearing like, like designer ones or you're wearing like wraparounds Oakley's for like beach volleyball. So they're very similar sort of, but it takes a long time to get to those two places together. Yes. I I hope our marketing team doesn't mind that we just lost the entire state of Florida and Germany, but I think it's fine. No, you didn't. They know it. They know who they are. They're They're proud. proud Yeah. Yeah. Owning it. it. Owning it. The, the Germans are like, yeah, that's what we mean. <laughs> well, ladies, I'm really excited that we're not drinking test tube shots. And I'm also excited that we're not drinking wine from a gas station today. So two wins for all of us. Um, Thank you very wins. much. Yes. We've cheers. arrived, Jen. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to point to. out that your tagline for your particular brand, hashtag I'm mom so hard, is two glass minimum. And I wanted to let you know that we are a two bottle minimum here on this podcast. Ooh, mm-hmm. So everyone mm-hmm. in this podcast, we are all recording separately because it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have two bottles of wine and it's game on. We're allowed. Yeah. yeah. Challenge accepted. Yeah. I'm wearing soft pants. I'm ready. Me too. I'm literally going to roll up my sleeves right now. <laughs> I'm too Roll. She's, she's got the tater tots, the Elwood, the Elwood's uh, headphones, and she's rolling up her sleeves. She's good to go. Yeah. She's an amateur. She didn't come in prepared. I'm like, I got my wines corked, chilled. I got two glasses and my sleeves are already rolled up. I don't, I don't come to play you guys. <laughs> it's like a vacation for us. Like if the husbands have the kids and we get to have wine with you ladies. Yeah. This is our job. Oh. This is what we do all the time. That's a vacation. Yay. You guys live in a paradise. We really do. good career choice. Solid. <laughs> yeah, my mom's really come around to it. So that's good. <laughs> does she drink wine? She does now. Yeah. yeah. Same with mine. Yeah. They're like, what kind of a career choice is that? Until they start like drinking wine with you and they're like, this is the best idea ever. Why didn't we plant the seed when you were six? <laughs> oh, yeah. Moms, moms, take note. Are you kidding me? You should moms. be training your kids for this. I would like to venture to say if a kid could talk wine, like really talk wine, they're going to be just fine in the world. There, it's going to be a a global learning program that inc- incorporates, you know, chemistry and science and worldviews, and then they yes. come out knowing something about something that matters. Hundred percent wine, and we're all better for mm-hmm. it. Well, we joke, but that is like kind of the reason that Vanessa and I got into it because wine is a way to mm-hmm. learn about the entire world through yep. this juice. So you learn about geography yeah. and weather and soil 
and history and culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get to drink in the yeah, process. That amazing. Yeah, everyone's intrigued now. Yay. And it's educational that's research. That's right. So, <laughs> well, Jen, we heard you really like Pinot Grigio and Chardonnay. So instead of giving you Pinot Grigio and Chardonnay, we gave you something somewhere in between. I love it. And I am so bad. I was like having a panic attack that you guys were going to ask me to describe it or uh, because I use like such (laughs) rudimentary terms. I think, I don't think I can describe it very well, but so I have the, you say it, you're going to say it in a beautiful way. Gavi. You nailed it. Yeah. That was absolutely perfect. All right. Yeah. 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 Brolia La Marana Gavi di Gavi. Yeah. Cortese is the variety. It's from Piedmont in Italy. Okay. See, I'm originally from Nebraska. I was going to say Braglia. (laughs) I know the Braglia family. That guy coaches football in a D1 school. Yeah. I can't tell you what this tastes like, though. It's um, it's not fruity. Is it? I don't think it's fruity. I, I get some fruit on it, but it's, you know, it's, we, it's more restrained. It's not that like super fruit bomby, you know, tutti yes. fruity type of, 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 of white wine that you can get from like a warmer climate. It definitely has some like savoriness to it. Some like herbal notes too, but yeah. But and like really refreshing though, I think. Totally. And I feel like I taste a pear. Yes. Like orchard a, fruit for not, sure. Not a citrusy kind of fruit. You're nailing it. Um, I like it. Okay. Yeah. No, you're doing great. What I, anytime I, and there are a few wines that I don't like, but if they're too like sort of sour or like tangy, um, I don't so like So like them. Sauvignon Blanc is not your jam. Yes. I was about to say that. Is that a thing? Like what? I love Sauvignon Blanc and I don't normally like Chardonnay, but this one I like because it's what you said before. It's that it's not too... Um, overwhelming. Like, I feel like this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like this in the world of Pinot Noir kind of live in the same world where I'm like, that's just a good glass of wine that I enjoy drinking. But sometimes when I drink Chardonnay, I feel like I'm, it's overly sweet. And I'm like out of the game if it's overly sweet. But I do like Sauvignon Blanc. And this reminds me a little bit of it. It's just a really nice, crisp, clean taste. Mm -hmm. So the fun thing is that I think this wine kind of sits in between those two because it's actually the variety is called um, Cortese. So it's not Chardonnay, but it kind of has that like sort of fresh, like really bright, bright, bright acidity of Sauvignon Blanc. But then it has this kind of textural um, roundness to it that reminds me of Chardonnay. So kind of, I think, can like bridge the gap between people who like either one. Kristen's got, she's got a much better palate than I do. I I think I like fell and hit my head as a child and I I miss a lot. I'm tone deaf to a lot, but she's, she's one of those who doesn't like like cilantro. uh, So like subtle flavors she can pick up on. And I can't always, I think Sauvignon Blanc to me is acidic. I don't know if that's the right word. Sort of when I swallow it, it's, it's not a pleasant taste. And that it's a very like pronounced wine, you know? So, so sometimes it's just too much. It's too over the top. It's too citrusy. It's too zingy. It's can be like jalapeno even, you know, or like passion fruit, depending on where it's on, where it's grown. So it's not a shy wine in general. It's very aromatic. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I, I find when I was a kid, I didn't like like lemonade, limeades. I'm not a citrus person. So for, I don't love Sauvignon Blanc. It is not my, there are some Sauvignon Blancs that I really, really like because they're really well-made wines. And as a wine professional, I appreciate mm-hmm. them. It's not my go-to. I'm probably more in Jen's camp in that I am more of a Chardonnay person. I like a little texture. I like some softness. I don't like it to be super zingy. And like, if you think about wines as like shapes, as we sometimes do, like I like the roundness. I don't like the angularness of my mouth. Like it's a, it's very textural for me. So it's not even so much always about the flavor. I like yeah. that. That's a fun way to have a visual experience with wine. I do like Sauvignon Blanc, which is weird because I do think I like the zing of it. And I like the grapefruit. And mm-hmm. I like it very, very, very cold. But I won't. Mm. But I have to. But I'm not a white wine drinker in general. So it has to be kind of like a perfect situation, which is generally like it's a hot day. We're outside. Mm-hmm. We're doing something and then I can have a glass, but I, this is a r- really enjoyable. What is it? Brogolia? Yeah. It's Brogolia. Gavi, Gavi yeah, to Gavi is like the, you know, you would order in a restaurant and you're like, I'd like a Pinot Grigio, a Chardonnay, a Sauvignon Blanc, Gavi de Gavi. Like that's the. 
Ooh, there you I'm go. writing that down. Gabby to Gabby. So it was Gabby like Gabby to Gabby. Gabby to Gabby. Gabby. Or just Gabby. 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 Yeah. G-A-V-I. Gabby. Yeah. Gabby. What is the thing that will make me look the coolest when I go into a restaurant? Would it be like if I'm like, hey, can I have a Gavi? A Gav. <laughs> uh, well, can I have a Gavi? Can I have a can I have an agave? That's Vivi. A tequila Gavi, Vivi. Uh, mixer. I was going right? to say, you might get a margarita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I have a tequila shooter and everybody give me a yeah. break? Can Full I just- circle back to tequila shooters. <laughs> <laughs> this- no, we won't. Because I learned the hard way. I will never circle back to a tequila shooter ever. I'm going to say something very controversial right now. It's not going to be at all. It's not at all. But so- Kristen and I both live in Southern California, but we did not meet there. We met, or we, no, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. We met in Southern California, but we're both from Nebraska, but we never met each other there. So we lived like a lot of our lives in Nebraska where it's cold. And like, there's a long, very long stretch of winter. That's like the end of October to like March, if you're lucky. Yeah. But it sort of like changes how I have enjoyed wine because I don't have a cold, cold winter where I want a red wine or like a really hearty, buttery Chardonnay. So it's taken like a few years for me. I always drank red. And now that I don't have those like cold nights by the fire, really, I like white wine because it's more refreshing and enjoyable when it's 118 degrees in the valley. Yeah, you're normal. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> but I thought everyone in Nebraska knew each other, so I don't get that. But. The fact that we didn't meet is probably just as equally fun to the story of how, like, what we do sort of came to be. Because we, when we sat down, when we finally met in L.A., we unpacked how all the people that we had in common. And we always make the joke that Jen knew more people at my wedding than I did because she, we had every single friend in common that it was almost frustrating. We were like, how? We had to have been at the same Christmas party. Yeah. Like what there, you know, and then we ended up living when we found out we were both from Nebraska, we were living in Venice and we were both single and we were both like out to have a good time. And we're both driving. We drove matching cars like real a-holes and we lived a block apart so then it just was a wow. fiery fun start but even we've known it's each other forever now forever she'll she'll still bring up like somebody she knew from summer camp and I'm like of course I know them of course they do like yeah and I'm like well, just stop knowing everybody this doesn't make any sense <laughs> Go get more Chardonnay. Let's have at it. <laughs> so who had kids first? I did. Kristen. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was on the fast track, it, which means I met my husband. We had rigorous, unprotected sex and then I got knocked up. And then. Wait, and wait, <laughs> you don't need to tell people it was rigorous. That has no I relevance would, to the story. It sounds like bragging. It sounds like bragging. I, I don't, I don't mean it to be bragging, but it happened in a Mini Cooper. So it had oh, to have been rigorous, rigorous for the actual physics <laughs> for it to work, Jen. I had a Mini so, Cooper. So yes, it was. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's not a lot of leg room. <laughs> not a lot not of a leg lot. room. Not a lot of head room. You got to let so, it, let uh, a torque involved. I see what you're saying. A lot of okay. torque. <laughs> A lot of flexibility and then uh, a lot of physics involved and then baby and then five months uh, pregnant at my wedding. So we we did the the fast track. So I have a I like to <laughs> say nine year old. They met on a Thursday and she was pregnant on Tuesday. So that was the timeline from my perspective. It's not <laughs> that's not untrue. And then all that Jen did the whole time at my wedding was berate her then boyfriend soon to be fiance that he was not working fast enough because they'd been together for a couple of years. So I walked through the lounge of our hotel bar pregnant and on our way to the, our hotel room. And Jen was like holding champagne inside of a koozie with her, with her hair a mess. Cause she had jumped into a pool and she was like, we should be engaged. <laughs> and I was like, let's everybody clear out. Clear out. It's also because I'm very classy. Okay. Let's not. <laughs> I sensed that from the moment you got on this Zoom call. <laughs> With yeah. my tots. You, you lost them at tater tots. 
But I. Oh, no, you had me at tater tots. Thank you. You had me at tater tots. Yeah, she's good like that. She's I will give like you another that. pro tip that I learned. Kristen and I brought yes. our families to uh, Hawaii last year. And like classy people do, instead of like giving the Four Seasons all of our money, we went to Costco to buy all of our booze. <laughs> nice. And we got like nice champagnes. Probably not on you guys's. You'd probably be like, that's it. It's very basic bitch that's champagne. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> But so we got champagne and I was like, I am not wasting this bottle of champagne that is more than $20. I have only drank half of it. So I took an unwrapped cheese stick and jammed it in the top of the champagne. And it worked as a quirk, you guys. It was, we put it on Instagram. So yeah, became a viral hack. We were like, God, for the love of Jen, we just took everyone down a notch and we felt incredibly proud of that. <laughs> are you talking like, a, like, are we talking string cheese? Like that type We're of thing? We're talking string yeah, cheese. Know us. I, we, yeah, no us. We led with tater tots. We're certainly not going to bring out a nice brie. We're yeah. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Maybe like a manchego might work. I don't know if you like jammed it hard enough. Here, but. What, it, whatever you can dig out and maybe parts fall into the champagne and you drink it later, it doesn't Fine. matter. You're happy to have it. You guys are like horrified at us. They're like, oh, no, God, the years that we've spent becoming these classy broads. I just, I need more of this <laughs> in my life. Like, I don't understand why I never thought I used to ran rap the other day because I don't have a, the proper term for it is bouchon, by the way, uh, first, a, a bouchon, B-O-U-C-H-O-N is like, that's the proper champagne topper. And I, yep. Right down. Um, and I didn't have one. So I saran wrapped it and I opened it the following day and I was like, shit. This is not good. And so I had, then I had to cook with it and it was, but a cheese stick, I'm sure we have some of those yeah, in the well fridge. That's, <laughs> that's actually an interesting question. What do you, what do you suggest? Like if you do have a nice bottle of wine, like you guys deal with and that you've sent us, which by the way, I'm like, we can't go to bed without finishing this. Oh, I'm under really red expensive. now. I know. <laughs> like, oh, the, I have so many things to say about the reds. Cause I'm a red drinker and I'm oh. back on reds real, real, Real strong, like, but what do you suggest you do when you have a nice red? Do you just cork it with the cork that you had and push it down? Or how much time do you have between the time you drink it till the time you can drink it again and it stays fresh? Because I think everybody wants to like indulge on a nice bottle of wine, but the idea of, well, for some, if you're an underachiever, you're like, oh, how do I not finish it? Uh, what's <laughs> leftover like, wine mean? I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? Jen's like, I, I'm unsure what you... These languages you speak are, and I don't understand. Yeah, you just want to, I mean, yeah, you can, or you can use a Coravin, which is what, well, there's a couple of things that you could do. I mean, yes, the the corking back of the wine is, is great. Oh. And that just don't like, uh-huh. I was just talking about this the other day. I don't know why people like want to just like jam it all the way down in there so they can't get it back up unless you're trying to fit in your fridge. It's aggression and frustration. It might be, um, or that, or maybe you're just drunk. Um, there, but there is this thing called the Coravin, um, which you guys are seeing the rest of the people at home or not. I use the Coravin. I, I like it for a number of different reasons, but Mm -hmm. essentially you don't have to actually pull the cork out of the wine to access the wine. And then the wine like stays good kind of not in perpetuity, but like for a pretty long time, like months, I think maybe even years is their, is their gimmick. Um, and then there's this other thing called repour wine savers that are great. And that kind of, I think it's like the same, the same technology. I'm using technology in quotes as beef jerky. So like those like silica gel packets that are inside, like in the top of it, like actually absorb the oxygen from on top and allegedly from within the liquid. I've had great success with those. The only thing I don't like about that is they kind of get like knocked over. Um, They don't have a great seal, but yeah, cork, repour, or coravin. Those are my, my three choices for preserving I'm too scared of that. I I heard uh, this urban legend about a guy sucking on a silica gel pack. And then he thought he was like a glass of orange juice for the rest of his life. So you guys, I'm sorry, (laughs) but anything you have, Jen's going to conspiracy theory that stuff out. of. Did you read that on BuzzFeed? Where did you get that? High school. (laughs) High school. I learned that in high school where you learn everything you need to know. Your friends were messing with you. They were like, tell her this. She's going to believe it. And then she'll she'll take it with her forever. No, you know what? I did. That was a sheet of acid. I confused it. But I do. (laughs) I do. If if I have leftover champagne and I'll even do this with like Prosecco or something, I make Beurre Blanc sauce for um, like salmon or seafood. 
You're so, you are the classiest. What are you talking about? You guys, there's this thing called YouTube and anything you ever wanted to learn how to make is on the YouTube. And it's this, it's this delicious butter cream and champagne sauce that you put on seafood and you don't Mm -hmm. waste any champagne. It's so great. I love it. Yeah. I would like to explain to you, this is why I can't ever lose weight because Jen's idea of like, like cutting calories is like, let's just put this blah, blah, blah sauce on, on the fish and then we'll split it. So then if we're splitting it, we technically can have a dessert and an appetizer and four glasses of wine each, and then probably another dessert. So that's where you, you're fine. And then we'll not wake up early and walk. <laughs> I'm a good time. I'm a really good time. You guys. Vanessa, do you have any other hacks for preserving wine besides besides those? Are no, you- other than just put it in the fridge, even if it's a red wine. Really? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you can take it out um, and let it get back up to, to like, you know, whatever temperature you like to drink it with that's it before before you pour it again. But yeah, like the cooler you can you can keep it the slower the um, the evolution. So, yeah, even a red stick it in the fridge overnight if you're going to go back to it the next day. Okay, here I have another urban legend that is not a guy thinking is a glass of orange juice. It's when I posted that um, cheese stick in the champagne trick, women said you can take a silver spoon and put the handle of it into the champagne and it will keep it. I've heard that one. I I actually, I've heard it's because the silver spoon keeps it colder. Like that was the reason it it had nothing to do with the actual metal. It had to do with it, like something about it keeping colder in the neck. I've never tried it. And I've I w- never tried it either. I would like to just say, to clarify, before women start shoving cheese into their <laughs> wine, um, that technically the wrapper was le- the wrapper was on the cheese stick. Be- the wrapper was on. I don't want someone. And listen, we've all been there where you're like. I'm not going to use a wrapper on this. And then you end up pregnant. That's different. But what I'm saying is you put a, <laughs> you put a wrapper on the cheese stick and it, it's easier to not get pregnant if you do that. So let's talk about the red wine. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so good. Which one are we talking about? I, the I seamless it, transition. The, you should yeah. only have a, the Martin Ray. Are you drinking the Kristen, right one? Amanda. Okay. No. Amanda and Vanessa yep. are going to go in and get a second IUD after we tell them. How <laughs> I already made the it appointment. Is. It's happening. I know. Like, just making sure. Just like, double checking. They're like, these bitches have not had any social contact with anybody else for a really long time. It's <laughs> true. Okay, guys, let's talk about the Martin Ray, which is delicious. Can, oh. Can I just say something really quick, yes. though? Yeah. You guys also, this is the, I just want to say this because I think it's kind of awesome. And I like the price point on this wine. You guys also sent, I don't know if you sent it to Jen because I'm the red wine, uh, a little bit more of a red wine yeah. drinker. But no, no, no. Do you, did you get the, the um, editorial Cabernet? You, you did not. You got a Chardonnay and you got a Cabernet. I sent you your preferences. Yes. But you guys, you also sent an editorial, yes. which was another wine that I drank last night. And I will say that, that was such a good bang for the buck. And it is literally one of the best labels I've ever seen. I'm like a label junkie and I think it's the most beautiful label. I wanted to figure out a way to take it off the bottle. I loved it so much. It's a Jen, Jen, if you didn't get this one, you'll love it. It's like an old timey typewriter and it just says editorial. And I'm like, God, you'd look like a ball of money walking into a party with that someday I'm gonna go in with that one I'm writing it down awesome. right now as and it was as a wine delicious here's another hack I'm gonna give you you guys oh, are gonna God. be super offended by this but my husband has this very dry <laughs> sense of humor and he will buy like if we're going to dinner back in the days when people used to go to dinner uh he'll buy like a real cheap bottle of wine at a liquor store <laughs> and he'll ask the person checking him out to like like 149 bucks on it like it, it, the old school price tag thing the sticker oh yeah the sticker and then brings it in which and is genius like, actually what yeah but they're like i swear to god i bought this at a gas station for four dollars <laughs> he's like this is a this different is some real garbage yeah. shit they have, I, they've really raised their prices <laughs> yeah that dummy bought a 150 dollar bottle of barefoot like what the hell is he doing they're like it's kind of painful do, but it's Wow, it's yeah. expensive. Or they're like, God, it's delicious. It's so 
I love um, that. But I, I did want to say thank you for that wine because that editorial, I loved it so much. I'm like, that's going to be a staple for me because it's Yay. not, it's just a perfect price point where you're like, I'm, I'm happy to bring this to something or to have this as a special occasion, but it's not so expensive that you feel like I want to drink it all by myself because I don't want anyone else to have it because of the price. Sometimes that happens if you're me. So now on to the cabernet. Well, no, I, I'm Kristen. I'm you so glad us. that you like the editorial because that I I had that wine last year and did a video about, about it with Four Wine Access. I have a have an Instagram where I talk about wine, and my mind was blown when I tried the editorial. I thought it was so good, and it's by far one of the best. Not by far, actually. It's one of the best. Um, wines that wine access has put out. It's like a, like a secret private label that they do. Um, Vanessa can probably like speak better to it, but like, it's really, really high quality fruit made by like a great winemaker. And it's just, I love the label. I, I, I'm so glad that you like it too. It's a whole little, I know we're not talking about it. It's so funny. Cause I'm like, I should be a wine rep for them because when I do love something, like I kind of like get very enthusiastic about it, but I, I know Jen would love it too. And the thing is that it was just like this really smooth, cool and Jen and I are both writers and comedians so it like the label was I know that's so dumb like I'm like why am I in love with this label so much other than I'm kind of a I tend to like the visual too and I just thought like total package beginning to end this was a really nice story and uh, oh. it felt like a yeah was, I was I really appreciated Thank it you. I felt like I discovered I something I, I, well, it doesn't matter if what's in the bottle isn't good, but I like that label too. Cause I'm also kind of like old fashioned. I love that. Like the typewriter yeah. and yeah. It's, Jen, you'll love it. I'll, I, you, you got it. Super classic. Yeah. It's very classic and very cool. So you could, you could Ooh. each have a, you could have the editorial Chardonnay and the editorial cap and they're equally as good. She's already online shopping. You guys. I know. Oh. I was, I was just going to seven bottles. No, I don't eat a thing. I don't like reds because I actually love reds. It's just, yeah, it, she does. It feels like, um, I go to bed early now. Cause I, it, like I used to be like a stay up till two and it was nice to like sit on my patio in Venice when it, the air is like cold and wet outside and have red wine. And now it's, uh, we live in the Valley. So it's like, it's hot. Yeah. And so when I go outside with my husband, to enjoy a glass of wine at night, it's still hot. So it, it feels kind of like too heavy to have red. Yeah. Although we also, we also were on the road doing a live show. We were doing our comedy tour and Jen and I were drinking red wine on stage. And like red wine is such an experience. It feels like you, like when you drink red wine, you kind of hope that you're like sitting around a fire yeah. or you're cozy on a couch or whatever. And Jen and I are doing like, 14,000 steps in a comedy show, like guzzling red wine. And we're like, I think I need to take a beat. <laughs> like, this is like, yeah, you're, it's just a different experience, but it was so fun. And we're so glad to have it. But both of us were like, I need to like take a minute and then fall in love with red again, which I have done. Thanks to you ladies. Seven and last, I like, do think weeks. that like, and you guys will totally understand this too, that what Chris and I always try to communicate to people is we're not like, you're a mom, you should drink wine right now. We feel sort of like if you have a glass of wine at night, it's an experience of like, here's your job well done. It means like you're done working. And so when I was drinking red wine in the show and Kristen was, it, it you're working, like you're entertaining, you're performing yeah. for like 2000 people. And so when our nights off, when we would go to dinners, I'd be like, I think I'm going to get a beer. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to feel like. Yeah, and, and I can imagine you guys, because you drink wine all the time, that sometimes you're like, I just need, or maybe not. I don't know, because you drink. Or I, I also think we weren't having the experience. That's what I liked about having that editorial. I was like, I was like, oh, right. I really like sitting down and sort of having an experience with wine, talking about it a little bit. Like it, it just needs to be a, like a restful situation. And like Jen said, like when you're a mom or when what we experience in our crowd is there's, it, you know, a glass of wine signifies like, your day is done. You've earned this. You're fine. As long as you don't have a problem, like then you can have this and enjoy it and have a time to yourself. And we're like, I we're big. Uh, I think that's, I think it's important. I think it's a sign of like sort of self-care if that's your thing. It's like yoga. Totally. That's, that's what I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. not, but, but yoga without the sucky part. It like, you know, it's the same like calming, like Zen moment of 
Like, yeah, that I don't have to work muscles. Yeah. Remembering <laughs> that you're like a human being, you know, it's, and that's- Oh, are you just saying yoga pants? Because I do yeah, that. that's really, that's the same. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, I've, it's, it's weird. It's basically the same. It's basically. So, so what, I have a question then. So you, you're doing your show, you guys are drinking red wine. Like, are you, is your consumption more if the show's, if the crowd is good or if the crowd is dead no no more no. or less wine consumption no what's interesting is like jen and i are so measured during the show and i think that's what she's speaking to is like jen and i our friendship and our love for each other has always been this fun like let's together get together have a glass of wine catch up like it's it really signifies like friendship and sort of this, like you get to have a minute with each other. And so then when we were doing the live show, it's so measured, like she holds a glass of wine sort of throughout the show. And I'm, I always circle back to my glass. We do toasts. Like it's, it's then become a part of the show that is no longer, um, it's like she said, it's like a sort of veiled in work. But then after the show, we go out and we just have a different kind of wine, whether it's white wine or you know, we, and then, then that, that's us connecting again. So it just, it's a, it's ironic that it's a symbol for us, but inside the show, we don't get to enjoy that until after the show. Yeah. In the, know? in the videos, I always have a glass of wine. Sometimes I, I have coffee. Um, like we'll have a mimosa or something like that when we're doing the videos, if it's a weekend or whatever, but. Or like a day. If, if we're on stage <laughs> performing, then you don't get to enjoy it. So it's sort of like, what's the, the point of it? Like, I'm not, we're up there like sweating and working. So if you were going to drink anything, it would probably be like Gatorade or like a, you know. We should be. I know. But we're not. But So then we're real sweaty by the end. Yeah. So it's it's less of a, uh, less of the experience when we're on stage doing it. Yeah. But we that want makes it sense. there. Yeah. But let me say this for the women, because we're the, basically throwing a party, right? Like the two of us are on stage and we're throwing a party. But for the women, the wine is super, super important. And that's the thing we love about it is it signifies this communal toast. It's a, it's, you know, like, I feel like sometimes women give each other a hard time about wine or taking a break or taking a minute because we're like, well, if you're not working 100% all the time, then are you doing your job? Whereas, like, if you think about, like, Viking men taking, like, giant steins of beer and, like, toasting, we never think about that. That is what is happening at our shows. And what we try to signify is, like, this is your metaphorical Viking moment because you made it through a day and those kids are freaking hard, like, at every age. So we're all in it together when we go, hey, cheers to you. That's, that's what it is. So the toasts are really special. Like, we... And the, the toast of wine has to happen. It's 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 religious. I'll say too that like it, you know the show we always joke and say like our shows are like a monster truck rally for moms, but the, it's there's like a very <laughs> brave heart thing to it where because that's true. There are women who they're so devoted to their families and they've sacrificed you know career and all these other things to give to family. They haven't been out in years, and I literally. Yeah. Years they haven't, and and they made this decision to like go out and have a good time this night. So we want to say like, go ahead and have a good time. And we always say mm -hmm. before we get to a venue, make sure you're stocked up on wine, because you will run out. And they think we're crazy. Oh, you aren't you sweet, you moms doing comedy, you sweet moms. And then the venue's like, oh my god, <laughs> like the women. We're, they're like breaking. They keep taking. They're breaking their sales records for liquor and it's all wine. It's all wine. And there we we heard one time there was this like very new bartender. He was very young and it was at this show. And we're very careful about the, we want to have like a say in the wines too, because we're like, we don't want swill. We want like nice stuff, like the good, so that women feel really good about themselves. So there was a show where there was like a 21 year old bartender and it was like his second night. And he was trying to pour wine, but he was doing it really slowly. And a woman goes, I'm going to help you. And she went behind his bar, grabbed two bottles of wine, started pouring for women and like helped him keep tab. Because <laughs> like that's, that's the importance of wine is for the, the collective cheersing is so important. It just feels very, very, very internally uh, 
like, like I feel like cave women were sitting in the cave being like, does anybody have a nice Cabernet that we can talk about? <laughs> that's what I was going to ask you ladies. Cause, cause you've studied like the history and culture of wines. Like, I mean, hasn't that been the thing? It's been the, like, let's share a glass of wine. I'm not going to murder you. Isn't that literally what it means? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, does that literally what it means? I'm going to toast you and not murder you. I don't know. Well, if you're like, because- or I'm not going to murder my husband. Because back in the day, you would toast, like, sort of aggressively. And so, like, the wine would splash. And that's how you know, like, your glass wasn't poisoned because it would all, like, Oh, that's right. Because they would swill into each other's. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. Because they would use metal that. tins. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Chance, like, conspiracy yeah. theory. Somebody's drinking. Is it going to turn into I mean, shoes? I mean, I still have someone taste all my food first, personally. <laughs> Just... Smart. That's right? <laughs> what life is with, like without kids. We have... Professional tasters. <laughs> Just to be sure. <laughs> but you don't know who's trying to poison you. You never know. You never know. But we have it. We do have Cabernet. We have, and we do not have the editorial Cabernet. We have the Martin Ray Cabernet, which is delicious yes, from Santa Cruz. Is so delicious, you guys. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that you so glad you like it. Also, at another like accessible price point, this is like thirty five dollars and kind of a classic. And I also like that it was screw yeah. top because who's got time for a corkscrew? Oh my exactly. God. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, Can I, think, I ask you? I think it's hard to find a good screw top red. Uh, in I don't know what the price point of this one is, but like that you're going to have for dinner with friends. Like you do? I, do, I think it's hard to find. I really do. Because that's I, how I shop. I'm like, who's the screw off top? Like, but I do see what you're saying. Like, I do think there is something really nice and efficient about them, but there is a little part of you that's like, is this like, go, like, is it less than Mm. a cork? But I like the idea that like having a screw top, and correct me if I'm wrong, does not affect the taste nor does it affect the storage. It just is helpful in the environment because you're not using cork. Like, I feel like it's cut. They've come a long way. So I'd say, you know, back in the day, it probably wasn't the best closure, but now there's so much science and you can like, as a winemaker, you can choose like how much oxygen ingress you want throughout, like, you know, the way you can with a cork, like it's really advanced and it's a way to avoid, um, you know, when we talk about like a wine that's that actually has like a flaw, which can come some, some sometimes from natural cork. Like it's a way to avoid that. And some markets just really like it, you know, better than better than actual cork. So I think they're great. I think they're super efficient. I, I agree. There's there's something very romantic about the sound of opening a bottle like with a real cork that I, I still enjoy. But in terms of wine quality, I mean, the screw caps these days, they're just like, yeah, it's like a whole different story from when they started. Well, because I'm like Pavlovian. If I'm in a terrible mood and I hear that cork pop, it could be like a recording. And I'm like, oh, hello. Is, is everything going to be OK? Hi. Well, Kristen, yeah. used can to, I be happy now? Kristen used to bartend at a fancy hotel for years so she can get a bottle of wine open like that. Like she can't even physically watch me open one. She's like, you're taking too long. Give it to me. Like takes it out of my hands. and like, whoop. she's Jeez. also talking and like trying to open wine. And I'm like, you know what? I know you think you're a doctor, but you can't do stitches on yourself and I'm going to pass out. So give me the wine key and just stop acting like a hero. Focus on your freaking shopping story and I'll finish the wine for the love of God. <laughs> I do have a question about this that we're drinking, the Martin Ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take another sip of it so I can like try. Oh, and get I the just keep right. guzzling it. Are we not allowed? No, there's no, oh, there's no rules. Totally allowed. Okay. So here's this thing that I like about this. My husband thinks I'm crazy when I say this, but that is sort of a blanket description of everything I say. So I feel like some reds I really like because when you go to swallow them, there's like, there's like a hollow, like not heavy, like weight to them. Like, Mm -hmm. is that a thing? I like that about this. Yeah. How would you describe that? What, what would you, if she just said that, if you were telling her what to buy in terms of wine, what would that be? So <clears throat> I think you might be describing body, which is like literally like the weight of the wine in your mouth. And this one, this wine to me, like, cause, cause, um, this wine it's, it's, it's full, it's rich, it's very flavorful, but it's not like leaden. It's got still yes. like a freshness to it. Totally. So I don't drink that- it and go, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very balanced. So that would be my guess. In terms of what you're describing, I but think I'm glad so. you like it. It's kind really of a do. classic. Yeah. Um, so 
Okay, so I have I have sort of another follow-up question then. So Kristen, yeah, you had sure, kids, sure. You, so you you had kids first. Yes, so I did. So then so then like so Jen, were you like I like how far behind you? Like did you give advice? Were you like, you know, this is the best thing ever? We Yep. I had I had Finn I had Finn first and I I remember I had Finn first and then Jen and I were both pregnant with my second her first together and then she went on to have Delilah. So we had like Finn, we would say Finn, the twins, and then the bottom. You know, like there was like four that are our kids. And like if we had them naturally, we would be very pissed at our husbands because it would be the biggest handful you could ever deal with. Yeah. So when I had my son, it was funny because Jen and I'll let her t- uh, tell this story, but like I remember she like she was the first person to like invite us over. And, and I, I remember being like, Oh God, yes, please. Oh my God. And like, I couldn't wait to go. She gave me a glass of wine. We put the baby in the carrier on the table. I was like, so happy to be out. So then she was silly enough to like ask me parenting advice. And I was like, don't come. I'm just going to make you feel better about your choices. Well, it was interesting. I am not going to tell you the choice to make. I had, um, Finn was like, what? Two and a half. When my first was born, but she was still for two and a half years calling me, asking me how to take care of this baby. And I'm like, "Ah," like, I don't know. But the fun thing was uh, with Kristen, I was so scared when friends of mine would have a baby and I didn't have one that I was like, well, that's it. They're gone. They've like crossed over. They're on this like new world voyage that I am not on. So I can be of little relevance to them. And then I just miss Kristen so much. And I had missed her for like nine months because we would get together and have wine and like talk about life. And I didn't have that. So I sent her this very sheepish, sheepish text and was like, would if you want to, or I could come over there or something like that. And these tires screeched out in front of our house. <laughs> and, it her and, her husband. and I, and it was like permission from now on that like, she was still trying to be the person that she had always been, but like having kids are a wonderful, I'm not going to say anything negative about having kids, but they're this, uh, I will, but that's different. They're this, um, and even a perception that keeps you people from thinking that you're the person that you've always been that enjoys going out for sushi, having wine, like having yeah an elegant, fun you, time. You definitely are on pause for a little bit because your world is different. But I know that like when Jenna and I had this like thing where we like our thing was like, let's go get an appetizer and a glass of wine. And we'd always splurge like that was a thing, you know, and then that all sort of stopped when I had Finn and I remember feeling like very calibrated when I was like, Oh wow. Look at me. I'm having a glass of wine. I've got this new world, this new body, this new thing, but I get to have this thing that like I remember. And I also am grateful to have the ritual and like, I'm going to be okay. It's such a weird thing to say, but it's kind of like, I think wine's better than trying to fit into a pair of jeans you wore before you had a baby. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to get my ass into the cup. I got to just drink it. So it it feels, you're just in like, you're really in the trenches for a while. And that one thing that signifies sort of like, everything's going to come back to normal is when you get out of that glass of wine with your friend. And like, and and Jen reached out first. And I was like, that's right. Because I was the first to have the baby. I was like, I got to get to a place where this is like my normal and I can... I can manage and I can indulge a little bit and I can like, everything's going to be okay. And then we are just, we are such weird feminists that we're like, you have to take care of yourself. You go get your eyebrows waxed. I mean, it's harder to do any of that right now, but like you do, you know, there's sort of this trope that moms are supposed to sacrifice every single thing about themselves for their families. But our deal is like, you can kind of, you can have both. Cause you're not going to, you're not going to, be great at any part of it. So you might as well like make these, you know, compromises. So I love that wine is your reward. And I love that it's, you know, it doesn't seem like it's a coping mechanism. So I guess that's healthy to some extent, but I love that wine is like such an important part of both of your lives and a part of what, what you guys do. But to that point that I'm going to drink it and I'm going to enjoy it. If I like, I really do love this wine. I really love it. Tell me again what this red is called. Martin Ray. Oh God. Martin Ray. I, I do have a I question. I really for like you. it. So what should I do? 
should I buy a case of Martin Ray or should I like go to wine access and see what else is like recommended under there or what? Like, do I try different? So yeah, I would say if like, if you find wine that you like really, really love, yeah, buy like a half a case of it. If you, you know, if you've got 40, 50 bottles, buy half a case of it, like six bottles is a good number. From there, I would highly recommend joining some sort of wine club, like the Wine Access Wine Club, where it's quarterly. It's I, For me, it's not even about price. It's that yes. like, yeah. And then like, I, I know I'm not going to probably get a Sauvignon Blanc unless you guys recommended one that it, like avoids the flavors I don't like. And I don't know how to pick that out on, in a store. So I, that's why I always go to the same varietals because th- I have the best luck with those. Right. And then it forces your palate to drink a little bit more broadly because ultimately that's what you want is like a collector, so to speak. Like you want to have things, you want to have those discovery wines. As you find things that you really enjoy, buy three, three or four of those bottles and keep buying them. You're going to find that you're going to go through them. But what you don't want is 40 bottles of the same thing. Because you're going to find on a Tuesday night, you're not going to want to drink the same thing that you're going to want to drink on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night. So drinking broadly across the board and having options for parties, like for when Kristen comes over and you're like, we want champagne, like have a few bottles of champagne in there, have a few bottles of Gavi de Gavi, have some Chardonnay. Like when you've got people coming over in not times of COVID, it's important to have those things. And then it's also just important when you're cooking and it sounds like you love to make a good beurre blanc and other things like crazy sauces, like maybe churri that you you have things to experiment with and pair with different dishes. And I think that's going to be great for broadening your horizons and expanding your palate. And I think that's important for any wine drinker to just push themselves. And it's kind of the point of having a wine fridge, right? Yeah. Ladies, tell us where people can find you uh, drinking wine and otherwise. So um, you can find us on Instagram at I'm Mom So Hard or I'm I'm So Hard podcast. And our podcast is available everywhere and it's just called I'm Mom So Hard or on Facebook at I'm Mom So Hard and a website, imomsohard.com. Just put that in the internet. No, that was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vanessa, are you okay over there? I... (laughs) Okay, first of all, I just had so much fun. I don't know how much we actually talked about wine, but I don't care. I have not laughed that hard in such a long time. In fact, I am like, I need like a, I always need a decompression after these podcasts, but I need a deep therapeutic sleep after this. I am exhausted from the laughter and that wild conversation. I I, kind of feel like the four of us just need to like hang out more. I mean, didn't you feel like- I'm concerned if we did that. (laughs) But there was a point, I don't know if you felt it. There was a point in the podcast where I just sort of forgot that we were recording and I, mm-hmm. I looked up and I was like, oh, I, people are going to hear what we have to say right now. And I'm, I'm, I feel okay about that. But I also feel like maybe I should remind myself a few times that this is recording. Yeah, no, same. But there's <laughs> so much fun. I, you know, I follow them on Instagram and um, meeting them now in person. They're exactly as they come across, which is down to earth, hilarious. And just you can tell they're like, they're, they really are genuinely the best of friends. They truly are. And they love their kids. And they, they, I mean, they, it's all in jest, of course, but two, like you said, very down to earth women. Uh, and I think we had two really down to earth wines, wines that can be enjoyed by a lot of different people, not crazy expensive. So you're not going to feel bad about opening it on a Tuesday or a Thursday or whatever night you feel like you need a, a glass of wine. So did you have a favorite between the Martin Ray and the Gavi de Gavi? I mean, I, just mood wise today, I was kind of in a, in a white wine mood. So the Gavi de Gavi, but the Martin Ray is such a great value. I, I love that wine. Mm-hmm. And I think to your point, like these wines today were both like really drinkable, really affordable wines that I think you can, you can thoroughly have fun with and are delicious, but you don't have to think too hard. Yes, I agree. And I, I also love saying Gavi de Gavi. I think that's just one of my favorite favorite ones of the planet for that reason. It rolls off your tongue. <laughs> it does. And I remember in New York, somebody was like, have you ever had a Gavi de Gavi? It's my favorite one. I was like, it's only your favorite wine because you'd love saying it. And he was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think with that, those, those are our last drops. I have nothing else to say. I think we put it, we laid it all on the table and we left it there. And now we've got to walk away and yeah. decompress. So if we 
Yeah, it's all out there, whether we like it or not. If we need to decompress with a little bit more wine, which I'm sure all of you out there listening probably need a little wine after listening to this, where can we decompress and find some wine? You can find them at wineaccess.com. And you can also follow us at Wine Access on Instagram or join the Wine Access Experience group on Facebook. Yes, you do lots of great virtual content there. Thank you. We do. We talk to some we talk to some really fun people, different folks than 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 the types of, of people we talk to on the podcast, mostly, you know, winemakers and, and the like, but um but yes. but thank you. Really really great um, guests and content to be found there. Should one want to uh, listen to more of these podcasts or follow the podcast, where might one go? Yes, we are live on Instagram and Twitter. So you can find us at Wine Access Unfiltered on Instagram and at Wine Access Pod on Twitter. And we're we're there. We're there and doing the things as far as video content. So you can see our faces. You can see the mom's faces and get a laugh for yourself beyond what you just experienced. Yeah. And I'm going to yeah. leave all of you with that. And I'm going to encourage you to, to drink these wines and follow us on Instagram and go follow uh, Wine Access on Instagram and Facebook as well, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>